a notepad. I would bring a book uh, or a Bible, not just any book. Don't just randomly bring a book. But that's the best way to, to make sure that you're paying attention and to make sure that you're not talking, all right? Everybody raise your right hand. Say, I will not talk when somebody has the mic, which is most of the service. So I'm not talking. Cool. Awesome. You guys are good. You guys have taken the pledge. You guys have got the oath. It is awesome. Uh, if we have our graphic ready to go for our series. Booyah. So we are in week three of an amazing uh, series called There Is More. There is more, man. This is uh, a series all about servant leadership because we know to be a leader, you have to be a servant. You have to serve. That's just what we do here. Um, we talked the first week about the right posture, and then we talked about how we lead through serving. We talked about that last week. I'd like to, uh, to have this talk about difference makers. How many people feel like you're a difference maker? Huh? For me, uh, I'm a huge nerd. These are some really big difference makers for me. Tiffany, if you want to go ahead and uh, throw that first one up. Yeah, man. Dude, if you don't know me, if you've never had conversations with me, I am a comic book nerd. I love, and not just, so I'm not just a movie nerd either. Like, I love comics. I love reading about comics. I love who wrote the comics. Like, I'm a total nerd. So when this movie came out, it was awesome because the main character is not actually Peter Parker. It's actually Miles Morales, and Miles Morales is a really cool character. Um, but Spider-Man is my, like, favorite superhero of all time. Uh, how many people went to the block party last year? Halloween block party, yeah. If you, if you checked, if you uh, were there, you saw I bought, like, a full cosplay Spider-Man costume. I put, like, rubber soles on the bottom of it. Like, it is Sick. I love Spider-Man so much. Um, love the movies, love the comics, love the show, even the, the animated show. Um, if you are have Disney Plus, check out the animated show, the 1994. Oh, it's so cool. It's my childhood, man. Uh, but I love Spider-Man. That's Marvel, though. I like DC Comics as well. Uh, this is, this is, yeah, man. But I don't just like, like, Batman, right? I like Superman. I like Green Lantern. I like all of them. But, like, but like I love the Bat family. You guys familiar with the Bat family? Anybody? Who can name somebody else on here other than Robin and Batgirl? Because that's easy. Any, yeah. Yeah, Brandon. Yes, dude. Dude, you need, that's amazing. I'm so, how many people knew that? You knew who, who those were? Oh, man, you guys have my heart. I love the Bat family so much. Uh, they're, they're so cool. And, and Nightwing, Nightwing is actually my favorite DC. If uh, you ever see my wallet, I don't carry it on me too terribly much, but I have a Nightwing wallet. It's like embroidered in there. It's pretty cool. Maybe you don't like Marvel or DC. Maybe you don't like anybody, right? What about these guys? Yeah, buddy. Oh, man. And I, again, I'm a nerd, so I actually like the old 80s version, like these guys, actually. The, the old, oh, man, the old 80s TV show is amazing. It is so good. I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, 
If you you guys know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're super cool, and not like the Michael Bay ones either. I don't like Michael Bay's movies; those were not good. I did not like that. But the TV show I can rock with. Uh, some of the old movies I can rock with; they're really cool. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Maybe, maybe you don't like any of these guys. Maybe you don't like any of these guys. How about this dude? Oh come on. <laughs> okay, so. How many people know who this is? <laughs> like legit. <laughs> oh man. Dude, so this show this show was a part of my childhood and it is amazing. Uh we actually uh we watched it with some little kids a couple uh weeks ago and it is way worse than I remember. It is not good. Uh the production value is not very good and they have a little graphic that's like www.bibleman.com where you can like order your mask and stuff. It's pretty crazy. But Bible Man is a really cool, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Power Angels, too. Dude, all of them, man, they are awesome. So you can go back to the normal slide. Uh, the, the, yeah, there it is. So you, you guys like superheroes as well, I'm guessing, huh? Yeah, the superheroes. All right, how many people are Marvel guys? Yeah. How many people like DC better? Yeah, DC. Okay. How many people like like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You don't like either, but you like superheroes. And how many people like Bible Man? Be honest. Be honest. That's that's <laughs> it's amazing. I hey, I like them all. I just said that, man. That's that's what I'm about. I'm about all of them. Yes. So listen. So where does superhero like? Okay. You're probably thinking, you're probably like, okay, we talked about servanthood, we talked about leadership, we talked about all this, like, and then you just bring up pictures of superheroes, like, what are you talking about? Shh, check this out. I think, and this is my opinion, but I'm of the uh, opinion that the world needs a hero, right? Like, I think the world desperately needs a hero because, especially now more than ever, like, if you look and turn on news or, or, or try to have conversations with friends, everything is, like, going crazy. From sports to the news to the world to the government to the, like, everything is nuts. I think now more than ever with all of these things going on, man, we have hateful people. We have people harming other people. We have wars. We have chaos. We have destruction. We have mental illness, depression, anxiety. We have suicide rates that are going through the roof. We have broken families. Maybe you guys relate to any of that, but, like, I think that the world needs a hero. And I think the, the reason they need a hero is because they need saving from something even, even more destructive than all of those things. All of the wars, all of the chaos, all of the craziness. The world actually needs saving. And get this. From itself. Everybody say, ooh. But why is that? Why, why does the world need saving from itself? Well, literally because the world preaches self all the time. If you turn on anything or, or listen to anything, whether it's a YouTuber or the news or a podcast or anything, even teachers sometimes can get into this mindset of go and get yours. Create your life, your future, follow your desires, chase after your dreams, do what you want. How many people have ever heard, do what makes you happy? Yeah? 
Do the, the things that benefit yourself if it makes you feel good. Do the, put on the clothes that you want because you can post the pictures to display the image or the persona that you want. You see, the reason the world needs saving from itself is because it preaches self at every single turn. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Preaches self at everything. But here's the thing. This thing of being driven by yourself, it's not new, right? Adam and Eve at the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis were selfish. They, they, they wanted to please themselves and they wanted to have knowledge to themselves and it brought sin into the world. It destroyed the relationships that we have not only with each other but with God. It destroyed the way that our lives were. We'll get into it in a few weeks. I, I, I can't wait for what we've got coming up, man. It's going to be awesome. But we'll get into it in a couple of weeks of just what Adam and Eve did. This thing of selfishness is at the, the core of everything, of every problem that we could have. You see, the world screams self, and we need saving from ourselves. Here's the cool thing, though. I'm about to blow your mind. We already have the hero. We already have the hero. Uh, if you guys would turn in Luke chapter 19. I don't have it up here, so you'll have to either listen to me or um, look it up in, in your Bibles on your phones or bring one. See, that's why it's important to bring something where you can get onto the Bible because um, it's important. It might not always be up here. And even when it's up here, it might be wrong. So I think it's important to, to bring it up uh, for yourself. But if you look through Luke chapter 19, if you're there, say there. If you're not there, say not there. Oh, wow. Okay. A lot of people not there. Luke chapter 19. We're going to be, uh, I'm going to be paraphrasing through some of it, but we're going to be going through 9 and 10, actually reading 9 and 10. Um, as you guys are turning there, I'm going to go ahead and just get started a little bit with the paraphrase. You guys know the story of Zacchaeus at all? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. All right, hey, hey, yeah, okay, so we get it. So Zacchaeus was this little dude, and there was this huge crowd watching Jesus teach and preach and do all this, and he's like, hey, I've got to I've gotta see him. I've got to actually hear him and, and see him. You guys can hear better when you see somebody, right, you know? So he's like trying to get in the crowd and he can't do it. So he, he actually goes up into the top of a tree and he watches Jesus from there. And Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Tax collectors were bad dudes. Tax collectors were bad dudes. Not only were they trying to take people's money, they were actually trying to take more than their share. Because what they would do is if you owed $5 in taxes, they would come up to you and they would be like, hey, What's up? Seven dollars. You're like, I owe five. What the, what, what? They seven dollars. And what they would do is they would take a little bit at a time. And they would, they would just take a little bit more and a little bit more. And then they would pocket it. So these guys were rich dudes, but they were profiting off of ripping people off. So when tax collectors came around big crowds, people did not want them around. Jesus was the, actually the one who was hanging out with them and and uh, 
So as he's looking and trying to find Jesus, Jesus actually walks up to the tree, right? And he says, hey, what are you doing? Get down. And Zacchaeus is like, I'm a tax collector. You shouldn't talk to me. You shouldn't care about me. Like, people hate me. And it says this in, cha- uh, in chapter 19, verse 9 and 10. It says, Jesus said to him today, Today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save what was lost. You see, he had a conversation with Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus decided he was going to pay everybody back and pay everybody back with interest. If you've ever had to uh, pay people back with interest, it's not fun. Um, I'm currently doing that with college. (laughs) It is horrible. (laughs) If you pay people back with interest, it's typically a bad thing. But this dude recognized what was in his heart. He recognized that he was profiting off of the backs of of people who were innocent, and he said, I'm going to pay everybody back, and I'm going to pay everybody back four times what they had. And Jesus responds by saying, today salvation has come to this house, for the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. You see, the cool thing about this passage is Jesus is our hero. He very clearly states here that he is our hero. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. That wasn't just Zacchaeus, that wasn't just the people who were tax collectors, but it actually extends generations and generations and generations to you and me. It actually extends to you and me. Jesus came to seek and save that which which was lost. Jesus is our hero, and there's no other hero like him. But I want to get something straight. Jesus didn't just come to the earth to cause controversy or to hate people or to start wars or to show off. He didn't just do that just so he could flex on people. No, Jesus came to save. Jesus came to save, but he also did that in his entire life through serving. He was there. His mission was to seek and save the lost, but he did it countless times through serving people, and even serving people who are lower than him. And if there's anybody, we've talked about this before, but if there is anybody who doesn't need to be served, wouldn't you think it'd be God? Wouldn't you think it'd be the son of God that wouldn't need to be serving at all? That could just kick his feet up and say, you know what, I don't need this, like, whatever. But he didn't let his position, he didn't let his title, his role of Savior, keep him from serving. We talked about how he washed people's feet. Remember how gross that was? I still think it's gross, but that's just me. Like, I'm planning, I talk about the wedding, like, almost every day now because it's, like, 22 days away, and I'm freaking out because I'm like, let's go. I'm just ready to do it. But, like, I remember talking with Macy, and we were like, so are we doing, like, what are we doing for, like, Salt Covenant, or what are we doing? And I was like, I want to wash your feet. She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just kidding. I really don't want to do that. Like, I don't have any, I don't want anything to do with people's feet. That's just gross. But he, but he washed people's feet. And they were even grosser back then because they were wearing sandals and they got all dusty and they didn't bathe regularly. Like, it was gross. But outside of that, he, he healed others. He gave to the poor. He loved the outcast and, and even the robber. 
when he's on the cross, there was a robber who was there who was rightfully convicted, rightfully punished, and he even got salvation by recognizing who Jesus was. Jesus was serving even on the cross. He gave himself up for you and me when he died on the cross. I think that's pretty incredible, huh? It's awesome. You see, you see, he died, he gave up his life, but the good news is that he left us with salvation and with hope. He gave us the opportunity to have a relationship with him. You see, in Matthew, if you go to Matthew real quick, Matthew 20. We've, we've already gone through this passage, so I'm not going to make you turn there. But Matthew 20, 26 through 28 says, But whoever among you, whoever would be great among you, must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, this might seem like an ordinary verse, like, oh, okay, Jesus is teaching. It's important. It's good. But, like, whatever. And it gets lost in the shuffle. But I don't think that we really understand the fact that that is the answer, right? That is the answer. It's not just something that it, we should flap uh, and flip past. Man, it, 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 is, it is really laying out the fact that Jesus, the Son of God, came not to be served, not to come and say, I'm the king, I'm God, you serve me, but to actually serve. I think that's incredible. When Jesus died, he gave us a command. When he died, he was teaching kingdom the entire time. When he rose again, he came back for 40 days and he taught more. And right before he ascended into heaven, because that's what he did, after he died, he rose back and then he ascended. That's pretty cool. He, tell, he tells them in Matthew 28, 19, to go and make disciples to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, to expand the kingdom, to keep it moving. And throughout the entirety of the disciples' life and the early church, all they did was serve. They, they wrote letters, those, those letters that you read from Paul and from Peter and some of the other authors, they weren't just letters to us. They were letters to churches because they cared so much about the churches that were around that they wanted to help them. They gave their entire lives to serve. And the cool thing about Matthew 28, 19 and this thing to, to go and make disciples is the fact that we're included in that, right? We're included. We get a chance to be the sidekick to the greatest hero that we could ever imagine. We get to be the sidekick. We get to do the work and help expand the kingdom. He gave us the command, whoever would be great among you would be your servant. I, I've mentioned this before, but I want to mention it again. What would it look like? What would it look like if we didn't, place the the focus on ourselves if we didn't say 
I'm going to get mine. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do my dream and fulfill that. And I'm going to make it happen. And what if we thought about what can I do for the kingdom? How can I serve people? What, what is it that I can do? Instead of, instead of just getting for ourselves, what if we helped others direct and create their lives? What if we helped shape their futures? What if we were able to be the hands and feet of Jesus and spread joy and do things to, to make other people happy? To lower ourselves. Remember we talked about lowering ourselves so that God would raise us up. And if we share the love of God with others, that's exactly what we do. But the way that we do that, the tangible, like how do I love people, how do I love God, it's through serving. If the world began to look through the lens of Jesus to love others the way that he loved us, I think we would see a lot of the world's problems fade. I think we would see a lot of things change at its core. Martin Luther King has this quote. This is pretty awesome. Martin Luther King said this. He said, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. Everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. I think that that's pretty incredible. You know, I think a lot of times, like, man, there's no way I could ever really do this thing. There's no way God would ever use me. There's no way that would ever happen. Let me tell you as a testament, God has used me in ways that I never would have thought. I mean, look at me. I'm 24 years old. I'm white. I'm from Kentucky, and I'm a rapper. Like, what? Hold on, what? I remember used to, used to introduce myself to friends. I'm like, hey, I do hip-hop. They're like, uh, where are you from? I said, Kentucky. Oh, no, really, where are you from? No, really, Kentucky. <laughs> you wear shoes? Yes, I wear shoes. See, I promise. <laughs> and then they hear me, and they go, oh, okay, cool. Man, God has used music for, through me for for years and years. Nah. <laughs> I'll, 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 we'll, we'll play some stuff later on. But, like, that that's me, man. That I could, I, <laughs> I had no idea God could use that. And I, I've, I've had family members who have gotten closer to God because of my music. I've met random people who have sent me messages and been like, hey, I've been listening to your stuff. I'm really encouraged. Like, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. <laughs> so think about those things of, one, how can I serve Jesus? What can I do to serve God in the best way that I can, that I can do? Two, think of how can I serve someone else? What are ways that I can serve other people? Three, think of ways and take every opportunity to serve in the kingdom. Take every opportunity. Don't get to the end of your life. And I know that's crazy because you guys are teenagers and whatever. But, like, don't get to the end of your life or the end of your time here and think, man, I wish I would have done something else. 
I wish I would have gone and served in this way. I wish I would have joined this ministry. I wish I would have been a student leader. I wish I would have been a youth leader. I wish I would have been a pastor. I wish I would have been a teacher. Don't get caught up in the what ifs, man. Take those opportunities to serve. And as you serve, make sure that you give God the glory. Have you guys ever heard or maybe you've seen um, the the he greater than I? You guys seen those like tattoos or shirts or hats or whatever? You see, God as he becomes greater and greater in our lives and we become less and less, we get to have this kingdom mindset. We get to have this kingdom focus and say, you know what, however you want to use me, I'll be used. And I believe that as we begin to step out in that way, God would use us tremendously to change the world. I mean that in a literal sense and a figurative sense. A lot of people... You might not change the world on the grand scope of things. You might just change a few people. You might just change Prescott. You might just change Cottonwood or, or Chino. Like, it might just be a little, a little bit. Some of you, hear me out, some of you have potential to literally reach the world, to literally sow into the global pursuit and 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 seeking out souls for the kingdom. I mean that in a literal sense. It's incredible to know that we could be a part of that. So as we kind of wrap up tonight, um I know she's getting back ready for worship. But I just want to leave you with kind of a story, kind of an encouragement, kind of an announcement. Just to be thinking about this stuff. We have Abby. Right? She's amazing, dude. She's so cool. She's awesome. She, months ago, came up to me and said, hey, I, I want to do something for Speed the Light. I want to give money to Speed the Light. I want to to donate, I want to give to missionaries so that people could hear the gospel across the world. Speed the Light is really cool because it's, it's a giving organization, but the, but the giving organization is only funded by students like you. So she heard about it, and she talked about it, and she said, what can I do? I said, well, what do you have? It's talents. And she can do basically anything, but... <laughs> She's like, well, I'm really good at gymnastics, and I'm really good at, like, you know, doing, like, somersaults and crazy flips and handsprings, back handsprings. Like, I can do everything. I said, well, okay, what would it look like if you were to do that for the kingdom? And a couple weeks later, she got back to me, and she said, I've got it. I got it. I'm going to do a bunch of back handsprings, and I'm going to get people to donate money. And I'm going to raise money for Speed the Light. Guys, she's doing back handsprings. Like, that's how she's serving the kingdom. That's how she's growing the kingdom, by just doing what she already was doing and doing things that she's really good at. That's how easy it is to serve in the kingdom. And I believe wholeheartedly, 
that what she's going to do, she's going to do it next week. What she's doing next week is going to have a global impact. There are going to be people who get resources and finances from this fundraiser. <laughs> it's going to change the world. She's not doing anything special. She's not coming up and preaching. She's not, well, she's worship leading, but that's separate. <laughs> she's not doing anything special. She's just doing what she has already been doing. That's how easy it is. You guys, slap a thousand hockey pucks. <laughs> Check somebody 500 times and raise money for it. Some of you guys love to talk. <laughs> I'm calling you out just a little bit. Talk about the kingdom. Talk about Jesus. Share that with a friend. Has Jesus changed your life? Raise a hand. Jesus has changed your life in any sort of way. Tell a friend about it. Talk about it. It's not scary. It might be a little scary, but it's not bad once you get into it. Guys, this is easy. This is an easy step, but it has eternal gain. It has a kingdom impact. How many people want to be difference makers for God? You want to be difference makers for the kingdom. You want to do something that makes a difference. You want to leave a stamp. It's awesome, man. Guys, we have the opportunity to do that. So right now, if you guys would just bow your heads and close your eyes. Want nobody looking around. Tonight, maybe you've been coming for a few weeks. Maybe it's your first night. And you're just like, you know what, I've been hearing about serving. I've been hearing about serving God, serving the kingdom. I, I really don't understand it, but I do know that I want to have a relationship with Jesus. That's where it starts. That's the best decision you, you can make. If you would be here tonight and be so humble as to say, you know what, I need Jesus in my life. I want Jesus in my life. If that would be you, would you please just raise your hand? Say, yes, I want to make a decision for Jesus. I've never really done it, but I want to make a decision for Jesus tonight. Amen. Amen. Tonight, maybe you're, you're sitting here. You guys can still keep your heads bowed, eyes closed. Maybe tonight you're here and you've had a relationship and you've kind of felt something before and maybe it's long gone. Maybe it just went out. I don't know. But you're like, I want that relationship to be reignited. There's something in me that really just wants to, to get back to that relationship. If that would be you, would you just please raise your hand? Say, I want to get back. Yeah. Amen. 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 Tonight, maybe your relationship with the Lord is great, fantastic. Praise God. We love that. But tonight you're like, I actually want to take a different step. I want to take a step towards being a difference maker. Towards serving the Lord through serving the kingdom in ways that could be extravagant or simple. I, I don't know. But you're like, I want to be a difference maker. If that would be you, if you would raise your hand and say, I want to make a difference in the kingdom. I want to live my life as a difference maker. Thank you. Wow. 
Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for this opportunity to, to learn of, about how easy it is, how through you we can make a difference, we can change the world. Lord, I pray over each and every one of these students. I pray that you would have your hand over them. I pray that for those who are making a, a first-time declaration of their faith, maybe they're coming back or maybe they're simply just saying, I want to make a difference. I want to live my life as a difference maker. Father, I pray that, that you would just speak to their hearts on what they can do next, what step they need to take first into making that happen. Father, we know we know that your word informs every decision and everything that we take on. So Father, we ask that you would show us through your word, through your scripture, how to live this thing out. Father, I pray that while counseling is good and while Talking to people is great. I pray that the first thing that these students learn to do is to get into the word, to read it for themselves, and to spend time with you. Father, I pray that you would have an encounter with each and every one of these students. Give us the opportunities to serve and show us where we can be difference makers for you. Father, we know that we're called to serve. We understand that. We know that our servanthood will bring on leadership roles. We, we get that. But, Father, we want to move past it, and we want to be difference makers, to be world changers. I speak that over each and every student, each and every family here. We thank you for this word. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen.